I literally recap this show and I mistake Hunter for Haley. It's okay. I recap this show. Yeah, I am a professional. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap, listeners. Is that a slow? Is it staying slow? Oh, oh, it's speeding up. Oh, 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 slowing down. Okay, so... Bachelor in Paradise, we're clearly happy. So good to be back. Fresh meat. Yeah. Fresh faces. Fun. Fun. <laughs> Go figure. Remember fun? Yeah. Entertainment, what TV was originally supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of watching people be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say people can't be traumatized from Paradise, but it's just, you know, yeah. it's lighter. Yeah, it's seeming. a much lighter traumatizing. Yeah, hopefully. it's like it's like getting like whipped with like one of those cat of nine tail, like jokey, like Halloween cat of nine tails. Oh, wait, is that what that's called? A cat and nine tails? Cat of nine tails. That's that whip with the little things on it. That's like, a cat o nine tails. I assume that means of cat o nine tails. Is I it a dash? So. Is it cat dash o dash? I think it's cat uh, like apostrophe o nine oh. tail or, or o apostrophe. It would be, I, I'm actually not sure. I now. think it would be O apostrophe. Right off. Yeah. Of. Yeah. <laughs> Cat O. Now that I think about it, why are things O? That's a thing. That's like a Middle English thing. Yes. Where it's like O. But it's usually like why O. Would they, they like can't O-L say, apostrophe. The old. Ye old. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Ye old. Yeah. O. Cat of nine tails. Are you I think sure? I might be getting something wrong. <laughs> it's very possible. Well, I didn't even know it was like cat of anything tails i know it's a cat with nine tails i don't know exactly what the verbiage is but what i'm saying is is that now i don't even know why we're talking about this oh oh how this is the trauma level of oh, right right it's like a cat oh nine tails versus no but a cat a jokey cat because i think there is a real cat of nine tails which can really inflict some pain oh like in a dungeon kind of thing yeah but but a, a jokey like a halloween halloween cat of nine tails are like they're just just cheap like plastic pleather there's nothing yeah. you're not gonna get hurt by yeah this. No. <laughs> we're off to a great start recapping yeah, wow. <laughs> halloween is right around the corner yeah oh yeah yeah that that yeah. we have a reason there's a purpose for all this yeah okay so before we get started is there any housekeeping we want to cover no there is not <laughs> you're right i can't think of anything so overall thoughts on the season premiere episode one um i felt it was a little sleepy Mm. To be honest, but I think it's going to get going in episode two. So would you say that you agree with Lace then that this is a boring season? Lace does have a point here and there. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, as they say. Mm. I don't disagree with you. I felt like, you know, there was lightness. There was some sweet romantic moments or whatever. Romantic. That's the thing. Okay. That's my issue. Wow. Getting heavy with my overall thoughts already. But I felt like the romance felt kind of contrived. Like I didn't see much conversation. That yeah, there was like, just makeouts that sort of happened. Like, we're like, okay, let's just make out. Like, yeah, you like know, Brandon before- and Serene, like there's like nothing expressed to each other other than them finding each other attractive and suddenly they're making out and there's like romantic music. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's almost like let's make out before. It's like a musical chairs at this point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We got to find someone to make out with or else we're going to go home. <laughs> it's I mean, true. Jesse did threaten them. <laughs> We'll get to that. But meanwhile, the drama, I felt like there wasn't enough context for us to really know what was going on and therefore to yeah. be invested. Like I, just I agree. was just trying to piece whatever we They'll, had together. The good news is there will be drama that will develop on the show that we can be invested in and then enjoy it more. <laughs> yes. Okay. So 
Episode one, the premiere, opens with the waves crashing and Jesse Palmer looking surprisingly at home on the beach, I would say. We get some intro videos to kick off the season. First, we see Hunter from Clayton's season. I really liked Hunter, by the way. I wished that we had seen more of her. So I was glad to see her back. I would have liked to have seen more about her other than her IBS issues. But I do now know all about her IBS, yes. which is important. We know that she has IBSD and IBSC. Yeah, that, that I mean, I honestly, we can laugh at it, but that sucks. I have a feeling she talked more about herself and what she's yeah. looking for in her ITMs, but that's what they selected. Yeah, for it was generous of her to talk about that. And they decided to only <laughs> air that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe they'll be more trauma than we think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Johnny's up next. He does a rap with a sort of 90s filter on it's it. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I thought he nailed it. He did. This was yeah. funny. Isn't it funny when you already see more personality in these contestants in just 30 seconds than an entire season? Well, you know what I think it is also? They were newbies when they went on the season. Mm. They were scared. They were they had stage fright. I'm sure they were contrived and like controlled and didn't know what to do and were overwhelmed. And now they're like veterans. They're like, oh, I know how to do TV. And you can see them now being more natural. Andy, it's so cute hearing you talk about this. Like you really think about things. I I, I do. (laughs) (laughs) That was just such a cute way of looking at that. And it's so true. You know, this is the sixth Bachelor franchise season that we're recapping now together. Wow. Time flies. Okay, next up we have Serene. We don't really learn much new here, except she still wants to find love. She wants to meet Brandon. And then we see Brandon and we get lots of close-ups of him crying. There's that sepia tone of him crying after being broken up with by Michelle. Some workout shots. I don't know. I feel like with workout shots, they either have to be funny or a very small part of a montage. Yeah. But he seemed to highlight those. I didn't understand. Yeah. It was more than just in passing and they were not funny. No, it was just kind of like, okay, so you work out. Yeah, it was him working out while looking at himself in the mirror with zero irony. Yeah. I feel like like if you're going to do that, like no funniness about it. And that's the highlight. You should be deadlifting like 700 pounds or something. (laughs) Well, he apparently is a personal trainer now. Okay. And we, he was a nurse, right? We think he was a nurse. It's a classic nurse to personal trainer transition. Yeah. Next, we see Kira, who was the doctor from Clayton's season. She's definitely leading with her sexuality, which that's not to say she didn't do that on Clayton's season because she came out with, I'm pretty sure, just lingerie covered with a doctor's oh, jacket. Oh, yeah, she was pushing the Co- Halloween doctor thing. Yeah. She says, in another life, I would have been a porn star. There's still time in this life. Yeah, there is. Uh, next up, we have Jacob, who says it's what inside that counts. But then he talks in detail about the perfect peach, his ideal peach, mm. and eyebrows. Is he, Jacob self-aware of this irony? Does he understand this, or is is he pushing it now, or is he actually still unaware of how I, ridiculous he is? My issue, like I, I actually find Jacob amusing. I think yeah. he will thrive in this environment. He's yeah. much better suited to paradise than the Bachelorette, but. Uh, I don't know if he was in on how ironic this was. Well, the thing about Jacob is Jacob is like a prop comic, basically. He relies on, you know, his golden locks. Yeah. But he never, if you notice, he never delivers like an actual funny joke out of his mouth. Yeah. He's just kooky. Right. He's a little weird. But I wonder, based on that, if he actually is saying this stuff from the heart. Like if he, that actually is him. He doesn't realize that that's ridiculous. That's what I think it is. I think it is no, too, I think which that makes it better. He reminded me actually, and you don't, it's such a shame you don't know who I'm talking about, but Daniel, there was a contestant named Daniel who was Canadian. 
I remember him. Oh, you do? He was the, yeah, the big yeah, guy very... with, with the other guy who had like rage issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Chad. Ch- yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, what season was that? That was, was JoJo, right? was a while right? ago. Yeah, wow. it was. Wow, where'd that Pulling come from? <laughs> I mean, if you do this stuff enough, it becomes you. Like, I don't even need to. I didn't even see the season, but I still know what happened. So, yeah, Daniel, it reminds me a bit of that where you're like, I don't know how in on your jokes or your humor you are, but it is kind of funny. Yeah, it's like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing. You're like, is he in on it or is he crazy? Yeah. Next up, we have Genevieve. She sorts through her bikinis here and she says she wants to meet Justin from Katie's season, but she worries about Shanae. As Shanae now shows up, she also hopes Justin's there and says she will kiss him like this. And then she pulls out a garlic shrimp. Eh, Mm. Next, we have Justin. He has a very thick beard now. Mm. And Andy, you were not into his beard, even though I said I was. Uh, Look, he doesn't look bad. I just think he looked better without a beard. Because he has a nice face. That's the thing. You said he has a nice face, which I thought was so cute. It's a compliment. Yeah. I have a shitty face. That's why I have a beard. (laughs) How dare you say that about my husband? Sorry. You have the nicest face. He is a nice face, husband. <laughs> okay, so next up we have Jill from Clayton's season. And next up we have Michael and Andy. Meanwhile, you said he looks good with a beard. What are you saying, Andy? <laughs> I, some people look good, some people don't. People who have a slightly boyish face mm. often look better with a beard. Oh, oh look more manly with yeah. a beard. I agree with that, actually. So I think that Michael does have a little bit of a boyish appearance. Mm-hmm. And the beard makes him look a little, you know... I mean, he's also Jack. More like a zaddy. (laughs) Oh, a zaddy, yeah. We'll get to that. Okay, so the focus with Michael is on how dating as a single parent is hard. This is very cute. He said he told James he misses his mom, but James, his son, we're talking about his son, says, I miss her too, but everybody needs somebody. No. Yeah. It's cute. Michael. Michael. Sweet man. Sweet man. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now we get a commercial, and then Jesse declares paradise open. He turns the sign from close to open, and Serene arrives first. Jesse tells her she's the first. She seems absolutely gobsmacked by this information, and we see the first of many Serene shots of her being like... (laughs) I have to be honest. I'm going to disagree with a lot of her facial expressions later on. (laughs) But I would have been psyched, too, if I had that whole beach to myself for a while. It's great. But it made me wonder if she even knew she was original cast. Like, for her to know she's first on the beach, is she just like, oh, I'm first here? Like, that's oh. exciting. And in which case, her, her reaction was a little over the top. Or is it like, I'm arriving at the beach. I don't know whether they started filming a week ago, two weeks ago, or I just an right. hour ago. That makes so much more sense now. Because, yes, it's nice to have a beach to yourself, but not like going crazy, like really over the top nice. Yeah. But what really is exciting is to know that you are literally not only original cast, but you're the original original cast. Yeah. Everyone on Paradise, by the way, wants to be original cast, as we know. Because That's then such you can... a great point. Was how else would she know? She's not going to know. Well, I mean, it comes down to how much they actually tell their contestants. I don't know if they promise no, anyone they wanted original a genuine cast. reaction out yeah. of that. I don't think they would have told Well, her. we're also trying to justify her extreme reaction. Yeah. We're- At least I am. Yeah. <laughs> I just like her reaction was so elated that I was like, she must be stoked yeah. to not only be first, but she's original I, I cast. think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think you got it. <laughs> okay. So Michael arrives next. Jesse comments on how jacked he is. Andy, you also noticed yeah, this. Big. And it made me realize for the millionth time in my life that I can never tell. Yeah. Interesting. So I once dated a guy who over the course of a year... And we were basically living together. He gained and lost 30 pounds and I never noticed. Wow. 
I just don't notice that stuff. That's amazing. Unless it becomes like, if it's a lot where it like affects their face. But okay. yeah, Michael, other than the fact that he had a beard, I was like, oh. Interesting. It's Michael. Wow. You're, that's a very noble way to be. You don't see body. You just see mind, <laughs> which is why you're married to me. Oh, no. You have the best body. Michael has a very cute ITM here that says, I'm in paradise. Eh, don't air that. This was very <laughs> endearing. Great. I felt throughout this entire premiere that Michael was getting the grocery store Joe edit. Oh, like he's the prime minister of the island. Yeah, he's the new prime minister of the island. He's sort of a hot commodity, but he's probably going to get shacked up with someone pretty early on. I don't picture him cheating or, or right. you know, playing the field. We're getting lots of shots of him being like, I'm too old for this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm above this, but in a nice I'm way. I'm above this, but it's more like I'm not cool enough for this. I'm yeah. not young enough I'm for this. I'm both above and below this. Yeah, when he scopes out the ladies on the beach and he's like, youthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He meets Serene. He thinks she's gorgeous, says it's a great start. And then Andrew S. Aww. Who doesn't love some Andrew S.? I mean, everybody. Everyone everybody does. loves Andrew S. And we met him last winter. We did. And we Lovely. Were, yeah, Lovely man. He was even more lovable in person. He's got one of those smiles that makes you want to pinch his cheeks. You do want to pinch his cheeks. Yeah. Do you think we could pinch his cheeks next time we see him? I don't know. I feel like you need to ask consent before you pinch. So I can't cheek. pinch without asking? <laughs> I think you need to ask, yeah. Kiss. But you know what I love about Andrew S. is if you did ask him, he'd be like, pinch away. <laughs> oh, totally. There's no question he'd let me pinch his cheek. Yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. Yes. So Genevieve arrives next. Michael says, when he sees the ladies on the beach, youthful, energetic, vibrant. Andrew S. gets a kick out of these adjectives. And next, Johnny arrives. We immediately agree that Johnny belongs here. Oh, yeah. He was born for this place. Yeah. He had no idea growing up as a child in his hometown <laughs> that this is what he was always meant to be. Oh, he was training for it with all those sunsets on his boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those heartbreaking sunsets. <laughs> they they make it to the sun setting, but they do not make it to the sun rising. <laughs> What with his expert breakup skills, Amazing. Andrew? Amazing. <laughs> Just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Andrew S. and Michael laugh at how they're the old guys already. How Johnny is the new, the fresh meat around there. And in Johnny's ITM, he even says, this is where Johnny thrives. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, third uh, person. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh. But I think we have to pick our battles because uh, there's going to be a lot of third person. I'm giving him a full pass. Yeah. He has three passes. Everyone gets three passes. He just burned one. Well, he did speak in the third person, I'm pretty sure, three times in this one ITM, but well, that's okay. It's a category. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a category. He burned a pass. Yes. He's got two strikes left. <laughs> Next up, Teddy arrives. She says, I'm known as Teddy the Virgin. They're not afraid to leave. Is she really? Me. Like, is everyone who meets her is like, oh, Teddy the Virgin? <laughs> that's, that's on her business card. Teddy Virgin. Uh, we get a hilarious slow mo of Andrew S. witnessing her coming down the steps. That's it's very cute. cute. Yeah. Andrew S. and Teddy talk now. This is pretty much Teddy laughing at Andrew S.'s feet. She says his feet have, yeah, what's have with the seen better face? days. And he's got a smiley face on his big Did toe. Did he do now. that for the show or does he always have a smiley face on his toe? I'll have to ask him. After you asked to pinch his cheeks. Yeah, both at the same time. Casey arrives. He's the, quote, geriatric millennial at 37 years old. You know, just seeing a 37-year-old, I'm so excited. And it makes me want Casey to just come out so great. But single, so that maybe he can be considered for Bachelor or something. I just really want some... I just want an older crowd. Yeah, but the thing is, 
people at that age have gotten through most of the dramas and they've learned from it, most mm-hmm. of them. Yes. So you're not going to get the stuff that they want, which is people who don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Oh, oh they, they meaning the powers that be. Yeah. They don't want people who know how to do relationships. How you're- boring would that be? <laughs> people falling in love with normal situations. You want absolute train wrecks, one after another. Mm. Just a pile up of trains. It's painfully true. Uh, Johnny says to Casey's face that he's gorgeous. Which I thought was adorable. I know Johnny is a Johnny's very he's charming. Really, I, I'm I'm finding a lot of difficulty in poking fun at Johnny. Yeah, except for, for the, the third, third person. person. <laughs> so now the entrances sort of go into montage mode. Haley, which is a shame because I feel like we didn't really know Haley. I would have liked to know more about Haley. Yeah. Uh, then Brittany, Jill, and then Hunter, Sierra. She brings shots for her and Jesse. Jacob. He comes out wearing a leaf. Or what, Andy, you called a cod piece? Yeah, cod piece. It's actually, I think, from like Middle Ages or Renaissance E. Middle Ages. Let's just call it Middle Ages. Okay. But they used to wear like like it was a standard piece in in a sort of a respectable outfit. It covered your scrotum, which is interesting because it's not interesting, actually. It's it's exactly (laughs) what it's supposed to be. A cod meant scrotum in Middle English. Oh. And they apparently had some giant scrotums in the Middle Ages. I don't know why they <laughs> needed to develop a clothing item to cover scrotums, it. but they, yeah, they had big balls back then. Andy, always so educational. I just learned something yeah, I, new. Yeah, I'm not sure it's the education you need, no, but it's the I'm education glad, you want. I'm glad I know that now. I'm, yeah. that, and you know what? I won't forget because of how clearly and articulately you explained that to us Trivia all. question. Name a fish. That is both a fish <laughs> and a part of a man's penis. Shanae arrives now. We, of course, hear the ladies discuss how two-faced she is. She meets the ladies and says she's the new, fun Shanae 2.0. Oh. Also speaking in third I'll person. I'll never the doubt. Genevieve, yep, also, that's a strike. But. Yeah. Genevieve seems super skeptical. Of course, it's no coincidence that the, those two ladies in particular were cast together on this mm. season. Mm. Genevieve says she's worried she's going to like someone and Shanae will sabotage things. So cue Justin. We get some great Justin facial expressions right off the bat. And he and Genevieve talk about Crocs and fruit. Justin believes pears are super underrated. I believe they're appropriately rated. Well, a great pear is a great pear, but when you it's a bad pear... You rarely find a great pear. And I'd say a great pear is about the same level as a great apple, which is a pretty run-of-the-mill. Oh, no. I think a great apple is still only good, while a great pear is, like, really good. Mm. But you're more likely to get a good apple than a great pear. I'm going to say something controversial. I think that peaches, for how consistently they're great, they are overrated. The the discussion here really is about how infrequent it is that you have a good (laughs) Insert fruit. Yeah, it's true. They yeah. have to be in season. That's the I thing. swear. Like we'll we'll buy maybe I don't know fifty peaches a year. Yeah, maybe two of them are good. Yeah, but you always take that chance because when they're good, they're it's so, so good. worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. And now Jacob and Shanae talk. They seem to bond over their light eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the one pushing this. He's like, I have blue eyes. You have green eyes. And the fun and their fun and crazy personalities, according to him. And then Jacob immediately dives in with a kiss. Yeah, right away. Yeah, there's a lot of that here. Yeah. Which I always struggle with. I can't even imagine kissing someone after that little conversation. 
Like, I just cannot imagine finding someone that attractive. That's just not how my mind works. That attractive where I'm like, all you've done is talk about two things that I'm really not connecting with you on. Like, there's no actual cerebral connection. And now we're making out. Like, I can't imagine that being hot. I I can. (laughs) I don't know how I got into this business. This is really not well suited to me at all. So Charlene, yes. one of the things I dislike most about being an adult uh-huh. is dealing with health insurance and doctors. Yes, it's the worst. Adulting. Yeah. As a kid, I expect when I got sick, a doctor would call me and be like, hey, Andy, I oh, heard yeah. you're sick. Let yeah. me help you. Yeah. You assume that everyone is so concerned about your well-being, yeah. your health, that it's their job to find you. Oh, no, it's oh, not. Oh, no. Yes. So one of the things you have on your side in this world of adulting that we all have to endure is ZocDoc. Oh, yeah. Because you can search for that doctor, the one who's not going to call you up when you're not feeling well. You can search by not only their location, so maybe they'll be convenient to you where you live. You can also search by whether or not they take your health insurance. That's major. So it'll be a filter. Who doesn't even take your health insurance? So you don't even see them in your search results. And then from there, you can search by availability. And then from there, you can literally book your appointment with said doctor within ZocDoc and it could be for within 24 hours. Oh, and I didn't even touch on, by the way, reviews, you know, bedside manner, maybe competency. Mm -hmm. These are all things that matter, especially when you're talking to someone about your health. You know, sometimes it gets personal and it would be nice to go to a doctor who's actually pleasant. And I got to be honest, not unlike other services that rate restaurants Mm -hmm. that we abide by. Yeah. It's very accurate. It is. I've been to doctors where I was like, oh, that doctor did not have a good bedside manner. And what do you know? On ZocDoc, someone, not someone, but several people are like, not great bedside manner. Not a great rating. That has been proven to me time and time again. And there was actually a doctor that I went to who didn't have great reviews, but I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. ZocDoc was right. The reviews were right. I was wrong. I can admit it. No, no. Crowdsourcing works. So ZocDoc is the free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Shandy and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash shandy. Zocdoc.com slash shandy. Okay, Lace arrives now. She was on Bachelor in Paradise 3, and the focus is certainly on how irrelevant slash passe she is, which I thought was a little cringy. Yeah. And now Logan arrives. Andy, you thought this was a very unceremonious entrance. Yeah, this is the entrance, the first appearance of Logan after his... his (laughs) His tragic COVID. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What? Why wasn't he? He was just like, he was like an afterthought. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's Logan. Okay, fine. We still have high hopes. Yeah. Brandon arrives. Serene looks over the moon to see him and he immediately pulls her. It felt to me like they've been talking. Oh, yeah. And no shade. Like I just, there was a familiarity there that went. Yeah. I just can't imagine that this is the first time they're meeting and they're just like. Oh, yeah. There was some DMing. There was definitely some DMing. She asks what he does. He reveals he's a personal trainer. Andy, you said I thought he was a nurse. She says she can tell that he's a personal trainer. He seems to find this hilarious and even says that's funny. And Andy, you said it's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And now they just sort of gaze at each other awkwardly. He says she's giving him I want to kiss you eyes. And she's just laughing 
with her mouth agape, and then suddenly they're making out. Every woman I meet from now on. (laughs) Well, it worked in this case. She was very into it. They went from just meeting to making out really fast. Romeo arrives. Mm. My favorite was when he arrived. He comes down the stairs. He's like, "Hey, Jesse, Romeo." He reveals he's been talking to Jill. I like the candor. I like it when they admit who they've been talking to. Yeah. And he went to school with Kira. Mm. Mm. Romeo says there's, quote, air to clear. And in a voiceover, we hear he's, quote, afraid Kira will be there. And we're like, huh? Okay, so Romeo and Jill talk, and it's established that they were kind of close, and then they stopped being close. And Romeo... In what we're learning is very direct Romeo fashion says, is it because I kissed Kira? Yeah. I find this directness very endearing. And by the way, we have also met Romeo. We have. We are fans of Romeo. Yeah. And I don't know. I just loved how he was like, is it because I kissed Kira? It was just so direct. You don't get people being that direct I feel like Romeo is one of those people who just seems to not be able to lie Mm. in any way. Yeah. Like he cannot obfuscate. What's actually happening? Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure you just used a Romeo word. Oh, really? I think he said obfuscate. Oh, he's on... inspiring me. <laughs> I'm... By the way, I just want to mention something just to go back to something we talked about before. The appropriate thing to do when you meet someone is to say your name. Always. Oh, I agree. Even if you're Joe Biden, you don't go to someone and be like, yeah, you know who I am. I'm the president of the United States. Yeah. No, you say, hi, I'm Joe. Nice no, to meet I you. I agree. It shows humility. Yeah. But it is funny because Jesse has been briefed on exactly who's coming down next and what the talking points are, not to give away any yeah. inside baseball, but it was just cute. I met Harvey Keitel at a uh, a lox, the, the, the smoked salmon place I go to. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah. the most, like, it's the best New York meeting ever. And I'm a huge <laughs> Harvey Keitel fan. I was like sitting there in line. I was right behind him. And I was like, oh, I got to say, I got to figure out something to say that's cool to, because he's like, he's like, I, I really, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. And um, he started talking to me like I didn't say anything. He just started making jokes to me about smoked salmon and bagels. And I was like, this is amazing. So I just introduced myself and he said, yeah, I'm Harvey. And I was like, did you say that? I was like, amazing. Of course you're Harvey. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Look, Harvey Keitel is the kind of guy who says I'm Harvey. Not like, you know who Harvey Keitel is. I don't need to introduce myself. The man started making jokes about smoked salmon to me unsolicited. That's the kind of guy who introduces himself. Okay, so the conclusion here is that it's endearing when someone who should not have to introduce their name or introduce themselves with their first name when they do do it. I guess this is our long-winded way of saying we like that Romeo did this. It It, does show humanity. I think it shows a a level of humanity and integrity that is above and beyond. Mm. And I uh, appreciate it. I think he did the right thing. Yeah. I'm not going to assume that you know who I am. Yeah. Mm. And even if you do know who I am, I'm going to act like you don't because I don't want you to feel like we're on a different level. So is this a giant compliment to Romeo right now? (laughs) You know know why? I'm ready. I'm getting some distance ready for Romeo. So I want to like, I want to build some goodwill so Romeo doesn't hate on me. Especially since we know Romeo likes this book. Yeah. Sorry, Romeo. I, I... are we good now? Can I rip at you a couple of times? <laughs> okay, so Kira arrives and makes a beeline for the two of them. Jill in her ITM says, Kira strikes again. And then Kira says, I need a drink. Can I take this one? And Romeo just seems to be like, yeah, go for it. 
I was confused by the exchange here. He didn't, maybe he didn't know it was Jill's drink. It was just sort of a confusing exchange. He seemed really in over his head. I mean, look, there's principle here, I guess. But the fact is there's unlimited drinks. As a matter of fact, I would be, if someone took my drink that was half drank, I'd be like, thank you. That saves me the trouble of having, you know, and now I can get a fresh drink. All I'll say is that apparently there's not limited, unlimited drinks anymore because they are limited to two drinks an hour now. Because of that season a oh, few wow. years back. So yeah. Jill was robbed of her second drink <laughs> that hour. <laughs> Jill joins the other ladies now and says, Kira stole her drink and always, this is a quote, always goes after guys she's into. Mm. And we were like, huh? Yeah, this, always? This is the beginning of her loose relationship with the word always. <laughs> Okay, so now there's lots of Michael being nice moments. A little montage of Michael. He is very nice. Yeah. Haley now says Michael went from wholesome dad to zaddy in 0.2 seconds. And Andy, here's where you said, what's zaddy? And I also didn't know what zaddy is. And we even put off looking up what zaddy means so that we could look it up here on the podcast. That's our dedication to you guys. Do you want to look it up right now? I yeah. mean, I th- we think it means think, hot dad. I assume. I don't know what the Z stands for, but I'm pretty sure it means a hot dad. Yeah, I just don't understand why Why not Hattie. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's a hot dad. Okay, a sexually attractive man, especially an older one who is fashionable or charismatic. Yeah, but why? Why Z? What does Z mean? No explanation there? Okay, let me look for the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> They'll tell us. Zaddy is a noun used for a handsome, fashionable, sexy man with swag. But why Z? Oh, it could indicate a more dominant position in a relationship. Why Z? A modernized term for daddy or pappy. Why Z? My zaddy came over last night. He could be my zaddy, all right. Oh, zaddy. Those are the (laughs) examples. You know, Urban Dictionary is great, but they don't (laughs) do enough about the etymology. No. Like, I want to know the derivation of the word. Why Z? Well, that's why we have our shandies. They'll tell us why it's a Z. This is a tough one. This is one I bet the shandies are going to have trouble with. Why is it Z? Why is it Z? <laughs> or Z if you're Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't really get to the bottom of that at all, actually. I was expecting some big reveal where we no, learned why it was. No, yeah. we didn't get anything. It confirmed what the obvious was, yes. that he's a hot dad. Yes. Right, whatever. <laughs> okay, so now Jesse pulls everyone aside. It seems everyone has arrived and tells them, quote, find love or you will be sent home. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, you're like, it's a threat. It's he- like Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, they're just racing around to find love. Find love in the next literal 24 hours or you're leaving. You know, I just realized that it is actually musical chairs. Yeah, there's, it's find exactly Find a chair to sit chairs. on. You didn't find a chair to sit on, you're going home. It's you're eliminated. It's 100% musical chairs. The only difference is you have time to sit. It's a weird musical. It's like a musical chairs where it's there's some uh, protocol about sitting too quickly. <laughs> It's a very weird game. You're like, oh, I shouldn't sit too too soon. It's rude. Well, the other difference between this and musical chairs, isn't that why we're trying to find the differences? The other difference is that they bring in more chairs. That's true. That's why you don't sit first. You want to play it cool. Yeah. You get extra points. You get extra points for not sitting fast. The longer you don't sit, the more points you get. Wait a minute. Hold no, on a second. How does musical do- chairs work? <laughs> I think I have an issue with that. You just try to find a chair as fast as possible when the music stops playing. So, so, but you can't sit down before the music starts. Okay, that's the yeah, part. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, it's been a long. It's been like like forty years. Yeah, yeah, I played yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, now that I know that, okay, I got that now. 
So it's exactly like musical chairs. It's identical. Yeah. You have to find a chair to sit on as fast as possible or else you get eliminated. Except chairs are mouths that you have to kiss. <laughs> That's literally what it is. It's just a mouth. The chair is a mouth. I don't think and it's your such... ass is a mouth. No, it's it's really musical chairs. You, like it could just be a body you need to mount. Well, it's mounting a... would definitely get you through. That's... Well, what I'm saying though is a chair. You sit on it. You could sit on their mouth. You sit on their body. Whatever. You sit on it. It's a musical chair. It's you're exactly right. right. Yeah, it's it's you're right. <laughs> I can't it's believe exactly I'm trying thing. to think of something to poke a hole in, I but know. it's exactly musical chairs. It's hard to make fun of something that's already so funny. Yeah. That's that's frustrating. Yeah. Sometimes, and you're like, oh, there's a great joke here, and then you're like, no, Actually, there isn't. No. The joke is already there. Yeah. You can't make funny funnier. No. Mm-mm. That's why this show is great. It's because they don't quite make it funny. Oh, you think so? Yeah, it's not quite funny. You think Paradise is not quite funny? It's not quite. It's almost funny. It leaves just a little room to make it funny. You know, I, I got to say, I agree with you. When I think about how often I laugh out loud, yeah. I actually, even though we have our beef with Bachelor, Bachelorette, I find myself laughing more at spots that are not meant to be funny on Bachelor right. and Bachelorette than I do on Bachelor in Paradise, where they're trying to be yeah, funny. Yeah, when Bachelor in Paradise tries to be funny, it's usually falls flat. Yeah, but when they're, well, it's too literal. It's too obvious. I'm telling you, Bachelor in Paradise rides the line right below funny. It just leaves this beautiful little buffer mm, to add the funny. A crust. Yeah. If it was genuinely funny, why would you make fun of it? You can't make fun of something that's being funny. Mm. Yeah, we're not going to recap an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do we make that funny? Like, oh, this is a funny thing he said. You know what's funny about it? Because it's funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's a great recap. So Jesse reveals that the men are the ones handing out the roses. No. They act like this is big news, but it's actually very standard at this point. Mm -hmm. And the men and women part ways to have big group chats. And the ladies say they want the men to still be assertive, even though they're the ones with roses. And then the established pairings slash interests are Brandon and Serene, Andrew S. and Teddy, Jacob and Kira, interestingly, even though we didn't see much of this or I don't even recall seeing it at all. And Jacob couldn't remember Kira's name. Yeah. Sierra, Haley, and Brittany, meanwhile, all express interest in Zaddy Michael A. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't blame them. I, he's the obvious choice. <laughs> okay, so now it's the evening. We see Wells has clocked in for his. Apparently, he shift. gets paid by the minute now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suddenly, Wells has arrived. Yeah, he negotiated he's... a good deal with ABC. It's like, I'm not doing the whole show, it's paying the ass. Yeah, just, I think, an hour or so an evening. Yeah. Uh, He's seen pouring shots and doing a toast with the group. And now Jill finds a date card and reads it, and it is for Andrew S. Mm -hmm. I thought this was very sweet, how he did not need to ask around. He didn't need to play the field. He immediately, he's handed the card, and he's like, Teddy? Cute. Cute. Andrew S. can't help but be cute. Everything he does is cute. Everything Andrew S. does is cute. Literally, every, he's, he's never done cuteness. anything not cute. Yes. Do you think he's annoyed by that? Or he's likes it? He's like, oh, that's cute. I'm, I like being cute. Do you oh. think people who are cute, I always wonder that about animals. Like there's some <laughs> animals that are so cute. It's it literally, it's like, it's absurd. Even other animals look at them. They're like, that's cute. Like, I don't even know what cute is. Like a tiger is like, that's cute. I yeah. don't know what it is. But it's But I know that's cute. Like, do you think those animals ever think like, oh, I'm pretty cute? Sometimes I see a little puppy and I'm like, and it knows it's cute. No, it doesn't. It thinks it's badass. (laughs) I'm telling you, that's, I've thought about this at length, uncomfortable amount of time. These animals, like a little tiny puppy, 
like uh, you know, French bulldog yeah. thinks it's badass. It's like I'm the wolf. Everything pack. everyone's coming to me because I'm the alpha. Yeah, I'm the here. alpha dog. I'm gonna just kick ass and 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 bang bitches. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what's so messed up. Well, it's probably also because they like a dog cannot comprehend cuteness unless maybe it's no. parenting. I don't think, I think the tragedy of animals is that they can't understand cuteness. Yeah. I think occasionally like you'll see videos of like a, a, a major, like an apex predator coddling a, a baby animal of prey. Mm-hmm. Usually it eats it after is, you know, they don't usually show that part, but yeah, I've, it's, it's a what? sort of an unspoken sad. Are you serious? Yeah. You ever see these videos where like a, like a leopard or something is like licking a baby deer or something for a while? Yeah. Or, Usually, I mean, he's just, he's going to eat it. No. There's no tiger that adopts a baby deer. Trust me. They'd be like ridiculed out of the pack. It's not, it doesn't happen. But what if that leopard was raised in a zoo or something? It, it now d- never had to hunt. That's different. Yeah, but you don't know based on that video. No, if you see it in I'm the wild. I'm in denial of this. I do not want to believe this. I don't want to, I don't want to burst people's bubble. But if you see in the wild, a yeah, top but that video, apex. Okay. That video is not taken in the wild. The video of a leopard no, licking a baby it's deer. It's just cut so that it makes it look like it was nice. I think it's far more likely that it's a leopard that was raised in a zoo or in captivity in some kind. And then a baby deer that was just born and they put them together to take the video. All right. Well, that's a nice way of thinking of it. That's fine. But my point is, is that I don't think that animals understand cuteness. That's not in their lexicon. Okay, so, so to backtrack, does Andrew S... <laughs> nice I, I i myself had no idea where this started thank god you're here i just it's funny that i andrew- was gonna go on with this forever <laughs> it's a good topic to so, discuss wait so we're wondering if andrew s acknowledges or recognizes his own cuteness and then from there if he is bothered by what it? i'm saying is that andrew s who is not a common animal mm-hmm. has risen above he's a human and we have become <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's uh, no andrew has taken human form (laughs) and like all humans we are self-aware there are a few animals that are self-aware but i still don't think i don't think that you know who you know you know know, let me tell you something gorillas understand cuteness yes i think dolphins do too i've seen videos of dolphins like following boats where there's dogs Mm. and i'm telling you they 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 like the dog was his cute okay okay but so andrew s oh sorry i got derailed there he definitely knows andrew s Knows he's cute, but doesn't overplay it. He's aware of it. He's aware of it, uh-huh. but he doesn't overplay it. He's not like I'm no. so cute. So well, I'm it go. would get annoying. It wouldn't be cute anymore. That's it's not. Cute. Oh my god, that's why it's cute. That's why animals are cute, but they don't know they're cute. Yes, and Andrew S doesn't know he's cute, and that's why he's cute. There's nothing cuter than something that's super cute that has no idea it's cute. Yes, that's why I don't want animals to know they're cute. It's like a painful thing to know that they're never going to know how cute they are. Mm. But it's also the thing that makes them so cute. I don't know why we think it has to be animals. We could liken this to a small child. So Andrew S. Oh, a small child knows it's cute. Well, And that's when it gets really annoying. Well, that's the thing. Like, so a baby or a toddler that doesn't know it's cute is cute. And then the second you realize that it realizes that it's cute, it's not cute anymore. It's not cute when it's trying to be cute. Okay. Oh, there's nothing worse than a baby knowing it's cute, trying to be cute to get something. We got to the bottom of this. We did. Okay. All right. Can we move on? Oh, oh, sorry. I forgot we were doing a recap. (laughs) We have to do this. Okay, so Andrew and Teddy go on this date. Yeah. Andrew immediately seems kind of awestruck in her presence. It's very cute. It is. I wrote, it's endearing. Okay, it's mm. endearing. Teddy, meanwhile, I got to say, 
She yeah. asks questions, interesting questions. She's a very good conversationalist. Like she's really you know engaging. What I, Teddy's a pro now. She's a pro. She's comfortable on TV and she's being ah, herself. Ah, you're making a good point. Yeah. And herself is good. Yeah. It's a good self. I found her very likable here. Very likable. Yeah. She was just cool. She like it felt like she was like getting to know him. And, and she could have been a dick about this. Be like, yeah, I am pretty fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, meanwhile, Andrew just seems sort of overwhelmed and shy. Andrew, you said, wow, he's really all thumbs. All thumbs. Yeah. In the best way. I think it was a lot. You know, they just arrived that day. It was evening. He probably thought he was in for just getting drunk on the beach with everyone getting to know everyone. Suddenly he's got a date card and suddenly he's on a date with the girl he went there to meet. Yeah. He was probably just like, ah. Yeah, he came in with a, a gun and no bullets in his cartridge. <laughs> Back at the beach, meanwhile, Genevieve and Justin chat. Justin says, now that I'm interested in you, I want to know what your thoughts would be. There's some very strange banter between the two of them. I'm confused by this connection. Yeah, Justin's weirdness cuts both ways. I love it, and sometimes it gets just plain weird. Well, I but I also feel the same about Genevieve. I actually yeah. find Justin's weirdness appealing, and maybe it's because I'm the woman in this equation. No, I like it too. I would be into, I found Genevieve a little, like the fact that she seemed to write him off for their conversation about Crocs and fruit, which I thought was actually kind of I want to hear only conversations about Crocs <laughs> and fruit. Too. Or just fruit. Me too. If we had a whole, if they literally had the whole season of Bachelor of Paradise and the rule was you could only have conversations about fruit. Yeah. I would watch that over my favorite show outside of Bachelor totally, franchise. Totally. Yeah. Especially if it got specific. That, about like texture. Where, that's where you learn about people. Yes. Who wants to hear someone talk about how they really care and want someone who they just met and how they, you know, this is the things they're looking for yeah, in love. No, like who gives boring, a shit? Everyone's boring. looking for the Every, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's true. Everyone's I want to know what people like in fruit. Yeah. I want to know what their favorite fruit is, what their least favorite fruit is. I want to know what they think about individual fruits that are in different stages of ripeness. <laughs> Like when we were on Caitlin's podcast and she said she likes a hard peach. I mean, that's disgraceful. There's some weird banter between Genevieve and Justin until suddenly he kisses her. And I wrote, thankfully, it shuts down this painful conversation. Yeah. Uh, I don't maybe that's an unfair note to have taken, but that's no. how it struck me at the time. And Genevieve in her ITM says that he's a great kisser and she's picky about such things. Yeah. And the kissing continues and evolves it's very Over good to kissing. the hot tub. Yeah. Yes. They do good kissing. Back on the date with Andrew and Teddy, Andrew says, so what are your main goals to get out of paradise? <laughs> uh, it's, un it's like, that's the closest thing you can come to on the show of just asking, do you come here often? I think it's even worse. It is worse because that would be obviously a joke. Yeah. This is not a joke. He was totally serious. Well, and sometimes, like, that could be a sincere question. Like, yes, I do come here often. No, I don't come here often. Meanwhile, so what are your main goals to get out of paradise? That's un it's un <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> you are cute, but come on, there's a limit. Teddy says she wants to be herself. And Andrew says that she has an aura about her. And Teddy says he makes her think of joy. He's a light. It's very cute. I mean, she's right. Cuteness all around. He says that she has, quote, an exuding confidence <laughs> and he's attracted to her she says she's attracted to him too and he says this is something i've been waiting to do all night and they kiss so they climb into a giant margarita and make out here and teddy in her itm says i think i could fall in love with andrew and we marveled at how we already fell in love with andrew yeah but we also marveled at how exactly it was such itm 101 she was asked the question so do you think you could fall in love with andrew she has to respond in full sentence and in present yeah. tense 
I think I could fall in love with Andrew. Yeah. So was, I'm not saying that she can't fall in love with Andrew. I'm just saying that this line was fed Yeah, they to put her. her against the wall. Could you fall in love with Andrew? <laughs> okay, so back at the beach, Johnny says he loves when a girl can eat. He's chatting with Hunter, and Hunter says she really can eat. He'd be turned on. And they make out here. <laughs> And Andy, you said Johnny here is like a wolf in a chicken coop. Oh, yeah. Now that we've seen the credits and remembering the scene, I really like the two of them together. I 100% agree. Yeah. I want Haley and Johnny. It's not Haley. It's Hunter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I want Hunter and Johnny 100%. Would you say you ship them? I stand them. Ooh. Okay, so we see Brandon and Serene making out meanwhile. And at the bar, a few people now discuss lace and how not good a time she seems to be having casey does an impression of her saying my season was so much better than this season and now we cut to lace pouting in her bunk Mm. and in her itm she says this season is the most boring season i've ever seen in my life this is worse than last year to the show's credit she's not giving it a chance i mean i also agree that this first episode was a little boring i mean it's they just started they just started it's not fair she's not giving it a shot it does seem kind of self-involved she's like no one's like it comes from a place as she says to shanae in moments it comes from a place of her feeling feeling left out no one's talking to her no one cares about what she has to say including she's bitter i mean she's being bitter which is never a good look on the show okay so shanae visits oh my god i called her loose (laughs) (laughs) I think we should call her loose from now on. Well, I mean, I don't want her to come after us. She I really does honest, not like being called loose. It's loose is a nice, safe place. If you don't know someone whose name is Lacey's name, her name isn't Lacey. It's Lace. Loose is close. <laughs> no. Well, the, okay, we'll get to that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. It's like if you're drunk, you're like, oh, loose. It's close. <laughs> it could be misconstrued as lace. So Shanae visits Lace and asks her what's wrong. And Lace complains about how no one's paying attention to her. And Shanae's like, yeah, like we've been talking. And Lace is like, no, even you. It was very strange. Yeah, She just felt very entitled. It's like everyone else is making an effort to be uh, sociable. I, I think she feels like she's like some sort of like royalty, but she's been on, I know, suppose, but I earlier also, season. Lace, I feel like drunk Lace isn't a good Lace. <laughs> Like, she just seemed drunk to me. I feel like all laces are always drunk. All laces? <laughs> yeah, lace is always drunk, if your name is Lace. If your name is Lace. Yeah. I hate to say it, but let's be honest. Oh I, I, I feel confident that we don't have any Lace. Like, no Shandies are named Lace. Oh, I don't know. They may have friends who are named... No, there's definitely... The odds say that at least one Shandy has a friend named Lace. Okay. So now I'm in, I'm in deep water. Maybe they'll confirm that that friend of theirs is always, always drunk. <laughs> Okay, so Lace complains no one's paying attention to her, and she says, quote, I mean, I'd talk to Logan, but that's it. So it turns out she's interested in Logan. Andy, here you said she's wasted. Mm-hmm. I said this was actually a really good look for Shanae. She seemed to oh really my, care. Are you kidding? It was really sweet that of was, her. Um, the question now becomes, is Shanae trying? Because mm. Paradise is a great place for redemption. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean our, our friend of the show, Thomas, yeah. friend of me. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of them. Close friend of Deep me. Friend. <laughs> I mean, he found redemption. I mean, there's so many. I'm just using his mm-hmm. him and his. I'm just using his. I'm just you. I'm a little tongue tied because I'm thinking of, <laughs> thinking of Thomas. 
Okay. So yes, he's yeah. a good example. Good place for redemption. Yes. I'm just saying, is that. she looking for redemption or is this the real Shanae and she was just playing a role on her season? Here, I don't know. Here's the thing. It actually doesn't make a difference to me. Doesn't make a difference. Because I thought it was a really nice thing to do, it even if she was just so trying to make herself nice. look good. Yeah. Not only was she going to care for her and first of all, she saved her ass. <laughs> she was about to dig an undiggable out of a... <laughs> Undiggable outable. Undigoutable. Undigoutable hole for herself. Yes. She was in there. She was going down that spiral of like never just mm, of leaving the party. Leaving the party. And we've all in been a there. Huff, everyone making I've been fun there. of her. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the internet just saying Lay yeah. sucks. Yeah. She was that close. Yes. She was self-destructing, mm-hmm. self-immolating. Lace now goes to the bar. She says to Wells, I'm 32 today. Mm. And Wells in response. Look, I like Wells, but he says something that is a longtime peeve of mine. Mm. He says, well, you look great. Like at 32, you're supposed to look like the crypt keeper. (laughs) The fuck is that? You know, I feel like it started to happen to me at around 32 as a woman where I would tell my age and people would express like, sort wow, of surprise. You look so yeah, great. you look so great. And maybe this is just me projecting something that I have found annoying for many, many years. But it's I find it it insinuates that that age is like washed up. And yeah. if you look good, that's surprising. Yeah, what is this? Like 1650? <laughs> Come on. 32 in no book is old. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out it's not Lace's birthday. She just made it up. Yeah. For fun. I, I mean, is that such an unreasonable thing to do on Bachelor in Paradise? I just feel like Lace can't handle not being the center of attention. But that's what they want. Like she was pouting when she wasn't. And so in order to reintegrate herself into the group, she's like, it's my birthday. I mean, let's I make it about me. She likes being the center of attention. So Lace in her ITM says people want to be fake in paradise. I can be fake, too. And she has this little cake and she pulls Logan to chat. And Andy, you said, poor Logan. He's going to be forced to kiss her. Yep. I mean, no, that didn't end up happening. Yeah, but he was very close to being yeah. forced to kiss her. <laughs> you were not wrong. If he didn't call her loose, he would have been <laughs> kissing her. Trust me. Logan sings happy birthday to her. It's pretty cute. Yeah. He says, oh, you know, how old are you? So he incorporated it into the song. And she says she's 32 and that she has no time to waste and she's only interested in him. And Logan's like. <laughs> He's like, where's the ripcord? <laughs> It's a full-blown deer in headlights moment. It was pretty funny because I do think Logan's pretty like suave, but even he was sort of like... Yeah, no, that was terrifying. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) Okay, so he reveals he's 26. That was reminding me of the scene in Friday the 13th. You ever see the first Friday the 13th? No. By the way, trivia question, one of my favorite trivia questions. Uh Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? This is good, but so as you get older, you get better at these old trivia questions. It's like an unfair event. Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Uh, the guy who wears the mask. Yeah, what's his name? Freddy. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good uh, save. Where did Freddy come from? It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger. Oh. But Jason is not the killer in Friday the 13th. I mean, should you be giving away this spoiler? I think that spoiling a movie from 1980 (laughs) is is acceptable at this point. Um, The killer in Friday the 13th is Jason's mom. Oh, wait. So what's the point of, of what you're saying here? <laughs> there is a point of what I'm saying. Here. Okay. Okay. So the lead is stuck in the house at night 
And there's no, everyone's dead. Everyone's been killed mysteriously. No one knows why. She's all been brutally murdered. And she's alone. And there's some dark force chasing her. She doesn't know what's coming. It's terrifying. So she's locking all the doors and she barricades the windows and she puts like a giant dresser up against the, you know, to nothing. She's safe inside unless someone comes in with like a giant pickaxe. So what happens is there's a woman who comes knocking the door. She's like, hey, 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 what's wrong? Is everything okay in there? And she's like, oh, my God, a woman. I'm safe. It's just a woman. What do I have to worry about? So she takes away the dresser. She unbolts the door. She takes off the piece of wood. Oh, no. And this nice old woman comes in. Older. (gasps) Now she's probably my age. Jesus. But uh, (laughs) she comes in. And she's like, oh, you poor girl, what's wrong? Yeah. And she's like, she's like hugging her and she's oh, like, it's no. okay, it's okay. Oh, and she's no. like, oh my God, thank God you're here. So I'm watching the movie and slowly I'm realizing like, oh, oh, this something's bad here. Yeah. Like everyone in the theater, like it's, it was like this sudden, oh, oh, something ain't right here. They had never seen this trope before. Yeah, it was the first. This was the first time ever this had been done. Yeah. And everyone was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. And then you realize she starts talking about her son who died, who drowned while the camp counselors were having sex. And she's like, they were just having sex. And my poor little Jason was swimming. He didn't know how to swim, but no one was watching him. And then you realize that then you suddenly realize the, the protagonist is like, oh, uh, this is not, there's something wrong here. I keep getting goosebumps. And then she slowly starts getting more and more angry about the camp counselors. Oh my like, God, I just found a really long arm hair. <laughs> I just plucked it. Do you forget We that? can't go on a tangent, <laughs> on a tangent, on a tangent. We're ready. We're in Inception. We're literally, we're now seven layers into Inception. You gotta, you gotta just stop, yeah, stop. Sorry, we're not sorry. going deeper. Okay. Arm hair, long arm hairs are pretty crazy. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Why are suddenly? Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. no, no. Okay, no. Yeah, everyone gets them. Okay. So anyway, she's she suddenly gets really aggressive, and she's like, "You, you're a camp counselor. You probably do the same thing." I'm okay, paraphrasing. Okay, okay. Obviously, the okay. script is so, better. So than fast this. forward. Okay, so how does and this relate to Logan? And she, eventually, she grabs like a you know some kind of weapon, and she starts wrestling. Okay, with okay. Her. You don't need to. Recount anyway, the all point for, is. Okay, okay, all right. The point is. Help me here. Logan. 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 His expression when Lace said that she's 32, she has no time to waste. She's only interested in him. Logan was the protagonist in Friday the 13th. And Lace was the mother of Jason who just (laughs) came into the cabin to kill her. I get your point, which is to say his expression was horror movie. Well, it was the expression of someone who thought they were just going to have an innocent conversation with a girl they might make out with and, you know, have some dumb relationship with. And suddenly they're about to be murdered. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Logan now is protected by his young age Mm -hmm. because he reveals he's 26. And Lace is like, what? She seems very thrown off by his age. I will say he does seem older than 26. And he he now, maybe this was a genius move on his part. He calls her loose. I wouldn't put it past Logan. He's pretty... He's pretty savvy. High level. Yeah. Yeah. She reacts, in my opinion, way too strongly to this. Like, she's all distraught. She says, I spent all this time talking to you and you don't know my name. And he and his ITM here is like, it's the first day in paradise. We're still learning I mean, names. I literally recap this show and I mistake Hunter for Haley. It's okay. <laughs> I recap this show. <laughs> yeah. I am a professional. <laughs> yeah. And Andy here, you said she's a real train wreck. It did feel just sort of messy. Yeah. It felt drunk. We felt bad for him. Yeah, yeah, Once again, scene. he doesn't seem like a villain. Yeah. So far, show me one thing Logan's done wrong. I, I want to see. 
So Sierra and Michael now chat, going into which she says he's a zaddy. And she's only interested in him. He says she's got an old soul. And Andy, you said, I don't think her soul is that old. It's like the best middle age. (laughs) Sierra says she's sure being a single dad is hard, but what's been the hardest part for him? Michael says he can handle the tasks and the energy, but struggles with creating memories and not having anyone to share them with. He says, quote, each day that passes, it's like another awesome memory. And the next person that I am eventually with won't know that day. That's very sweet and poignant. Yes. I totally get that. That's a real argument for finding your yeah. partner, if that yeah, is what you want. A life not shared is is uh, uh, less, less good. <laughs> Poetic, Andy. Nicely <laughs> Thank done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, they seem to bond, and in his ITM, he says he could see a future with her, and it does feel sincere. This yeah. was like that one little moment throughout the whole episode where we're like... <gasps> Not to say that I didn't think Andrew and Teddy had that, but with them, it just feel, felt more like they more were going to end up making out no yeah. matter what happened, conversation was. I like that this did not culminate with a makeout. I agree. I like that Michael clearly seems to be there for the right reasons. <laughs> and I'm saying that with a straight face. No, it's true. I don't feel like Michael gives a shit if he has Instagram followers or not. And it's refreshing. Yeah. Or if he does give a shit, he plays it off oh, so well oh, that, that it's okay. He gets a pass. If he cares and he's playing it off well, I'm still yeah, okay with like it. He's like a great actor. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a girl chat with Jill, Serene, Shanae, and Brittany. And Jill is talking shit about Kira here. She says, quote, Romeo and I were there for each other at a tumultuous time in our lives. It's a lot of code. Yeah. We're not getting a lot of actual information. Some weird triangle going on here. And Jill in her voiceover once again says that Kira has always gone after guys she's liked. Jill and Romeo now chat. Romeo says he likes her. He's always liked her. Kira has interfered with that. He doesn't have a connection with Kira. Jill says she needs to see more action from him because actions speak louder than words. They do. And Romeo's like, action. <laughs> that is on action. He dives in for a kiss and she's into it. Yeah. And Andy, you said at the time the combination of Jill's nervous energy and his lack of game almost seems to work. Yeah. It's like a rancid Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> Wait, rancid? Well, it's the Reese's peanut butter cup is perfection. It's got to be less than that, but it's the same concept. Yeah, but I feel like a Reese's peanut butter cup has so many preservatives in it that it cannot be rancid. It's like it's like a Reese's Pieces you, you, that you found on the street. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> That's good. Yes. Is, so the wrapper's open, but the cup is still inside and still in its little sleeve. Yeah, there's like... So, it's you know. untouched as far as you can tell, but you're not 100% sure. Yeah, it's definitely... If it's if it's been in any way adulterated, <laughs> someone rewrapped it. So it's a pretty insidious situation. But generally speaking, it's edible. Yeah. And it's good. And you're really craving it. Yeah. Okay, so now Kira proves now precisely why she was cast on this season as she marches straight towards the two of them what kind of doctor is she by the way i don't know i don't know if i don't know if i feel super comfortable being uh, examined by her uh, i don't know why you know uh, i don't know what to say about that it's not doing a great job for her medical practice i cannot imagine it is but it also seems like she wants to take her career in a different direction like i get the feeling that kira doesn't love being a doctor but she's going to leverage it and maybe she wants to be an influencer i mean that's a noble transition from doctor to influencer i mean not every doctor loves being a doctor 
You can't assume that every doctor loves being a doctor. In in this case, it feels like Kira became a doctor. <laughs> We're making a lot of assumptions. She became a right? doctor as a stepping stone to becoming an influencer. <laughs> like, that's an interesting Hippocratic oath. I will do no harm until I become an influencer. And then I will stop doing good or harm. And then I will hawk flat tummy tea. Yeah. <laughs> so Romeo and Jill see Kira trudging towards dun, them. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, Exactly. And then Jill's like, oh, we have to come up with a game plan. Like, what are we going to do? And Romeo is like, oh, oh, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Go back and hang out with the girls. And so Jill quickly leaves. <laughs> and then Kira arrives. <laughs> I don't know how that ends. Yeah, how does it end? It just ends with someone getting eaten. Oh, okay. So Kira and Romeo chat now. And Kira says, do I have scary monster energy that scares Jill away? Uh, you have thoughts on this, Andy? It seems a little redundant. Okay, so meanwhile, Jill screams in her ITM, and I said, wow, they're both doing exactly what was hoped of them. Hoped of them? Yeah. yeah. And now, finally, this is a very powerful moment. I mean, this is... It's pretty badass. I would say this is a flashpoint. Is it? I don't know if it's flashpoint worthy. We'll see. Okay, so Romeo, to Kira's face, says that he and Jill are connecting and he doesn't want his friendship with her, Kira, to interfere with things with Jill. And we marveled at just how direct this was. This was incredible. Like, first of all, I and I want to be fair here to everybody. Mm-hmm. So number one, Romeo's game is a little hit or miss. A hit or miss, yeah. Yeah, but this was an unbelievable power move. Yes. And a noble move. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Kira, but this was such a smackdown. This was such like- But a, it was also so warranted. So warranted, but she brought it upon herself by her actions. So usually in Paradise, you can do the kind of thing mm-hmm. she did and get reward for it, but it's risk reward. Yeah. Like she took the risk and she lost. Yeah. And I, I mean, Romeo, oh, wow. Yeah, that was, it was impressed. He, he was like, it was like- I don't even, oh, it was man. artfully done because he also said, I don't want my friendship, friendship with you. So there's that kindness. But then he's also like friendship. What we have is not romantic to interfere with that. And he's also just laying down the law, being like, I like Jill romantically. He spelled it out for her. It was the epitome of not being conflict averse. Yeah. He went into it face first he dove in it was really amazing absolutely right in it was incredible Mm -hmm. like and it was amazing to watch a guy who seemed to be sort of floundering i think you know that might have been part of what it was is we didn't expect him to be able to do this i expected him to toe the line be like oh yeah sorry romeo not that not a diss on you no it's just based on the fact that so honest yeah i expected the path of least resistance he seemed to have been pretty passive up to this point regardless of how good his game was Mm -hmm. who cares he was super passive and suddenly mm-hmm. he became the least passive person literally in the history of the yeah, franchise. It was really impressive. We were into this. Okay. So Kira says it's paradise. He can explore what he wants. And he says, okay. Oh my God. No, we, we didn't even get to the best part. He says, quote, if you would let me pursue Jill in peace, that would be great. Wow. Oh, okay. This is a flashpoint. You're right. Yeah. Flashpoint. I mean, it was, you know what it was? It was very attractive. Like if I were Jill and I knew that this was happening, if she weren't, wasn't too busy crying off on another side oh, of the yeah. beach. Like this is really, it shows that assertion that all the women are always wanting. And, and honestly, to, to just not to be sadistic about it, but it probably makes Kira want him even more. Uh, sadly. Mm. But whatever. 
I just feel like Kira was going to do whatever it took to be the most problematic. Yeah. Whether it was with him or anyone. Like, I don't know if Kira necessarily wants Romeo specifically. She just wants to get airtime. Yeah. I think this definitely backfired, though. I mean, she expected Romeo to give her a kiss. I think she expected Romeo to be, as you said, more passive. Yes. And to go with the flow. I think this this was as shocking to her as, as it was to us. Yes. So Kira very tensely agrees to this. And in her subsequent ITM seems very upset. And she says, fuck him. Fuck her. <laughs> the classic mature response. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now Kira pulls Jill over on the beach and confronts her for having some problem with her. Yeah, the strangest confrontation ever. And look, just to give Kira the tiniest benefit of the doubt, there must be some weird history here we don't know about. Because this conversation made no sense. There's something we don't know about. I felt for Jill here just because Kira was coming at her so hard. And in at least the context of this show, Kira did seem like the aggressor. Yeah. In terms of this conversation, in terms of her always seeming to finding the two of them together, yeah. She always found the two of them together and then came in as a third wheel and then Jill would leave. Right. It just didn't feel like she just wanted to have a conversation. That's but there's all. some history there. Yes. There's history we don't know about. Yeah, which makes it, by the way, less fun to watch. Yeah. I want to know why. Uh, Romeo, DM me. <laughs> DM me. So Jill says it's because she's always interrupting her time with Romeo and Kira says she feels that she's been gaslit. By Jill and That's Romeo. Maybe of, of all the inappropriate uses yeah. of gaslit in the last two yeah. years, this is takes the cake. 100%. Meanwhile, we see Romeo at the bar saying, quote, things would be simpler if I hadn't kissed Kira in the club. Mm. And he sighs. A very, and when I say he sighs, he's like... He's sad, yeah. He wish he hadn't done that. Yeah, and Wells says, was it a good kiss? <laughs> That's what he's paid for. Kira accuses Jill of disrespecting and slut-shaming her. What? what? Jill says she doesn't feel that way at all. She feels like Kira is attacking her and she's just running away from it. And Andy here, you said, wow, how is Kira out crazying Jill right now? (laughs) (laughs) Romeo in his ITM says, these are the crucibles in which true love is forged. The crucibles. I mean, that's a crucible. (laughs) Wow. That's, I mean. Also, let's talk about the grammar structure of that sentence. I mean, all jokes aside. Not only is that clearly the most eloquent thing that's ever been said on this franchise, <laughs> but that's on the level where I could see that in like a classic, like a Shakespeare movie. I'd be like, that's that's a good line within the movie. Yeah. In the movie, that's it's a good true. line. It's true. Okay, so a Shakespeare movie. What am I? <laughs> Yeah, I I like these Shakespeare movies. Who is this guy anyway? Is he related to Spielberg? <laughs> A Shakespeare movie. Okay, okay. Oh, God, I'll never live back Let's down. get to the end here. Okay, so Kira in her ITM says Romeo's a little boy and he handled it like a little boy. And she says that now she's free. Uh. And all of a sudden, Kira and Casey are cuddling and she's rubbing his nipples while Jill sobs. Hmm. Uh, uh, we'll move on. Okay, so that's the next day. Johnny says to Casey... Oh, you had a good night last night. Casey's like, eh, it was a regular Tuesday. He (laughs) said everyone was playing with his nipples. (laughs) Genevieve, meanwhile, is very into Justin. Yeah. And as he goes to sit next to her at the pool, we thought this was really cute. She's sitting at the pool and she's like, this side of me. That's so cute. I mean, it's true. Everyone has a good side. Yeah. And I remember distinctly on our first date. So this was after the night we met. We have an episode, How We Met. I'll link it here. But the next morning at brunch... You sat down strategically because you wanted me on a certain side of you. 
I did. Yeah, you were trying to put your best foot forward. I was. I have a good side. It was cute. Okay, so meanwhile, Victoria F. arrives. She's coming down the stairs. She looks beautiful. And of course, she has eyes for Justin, which will be a wrench. Right. And things for Genevieve. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's the cliffhanger. That is. And now we get credits of Hunter talking about her IBS and Johnny sharing how he revealed to America that he got a prostate exam at 15. And then she's like, well, I... Got a colonoscopy at 16. I raised your prostate and, exam. <laughs> and then they toast to this. And actually, this was a highlight of the whole episode for us. We thought this was really cute. Was I, I want to hear more conversations know, like this. That's I, what I want to hear. Totally. I don't want that to be in the credits. I want that to be in the main show. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say Paradise of All the Shows does do They that do. Least, they do yeah. a better job. Yes. They do a better job. They do. Okay, so Andy, we're going to carry your A game into Paradise. Do you have a winner of your A game? I am going to make a rare exception. I know this is kind of a cop-out, but I, I have several A games. I couldn't decide. Okay. Because it's, it's different A games. Okay. I give Romeo a very special award An for A game. An honorary A game. An honorary A game, even though his game actually was pretty terrible. <laughs> His one line was the strongest A game I've seen maybe in the history of the franchise. Yeah. So he has to get a I think he gets it for me, yeah. Not, um, that, not that it's my A game. Yeah. And and look, You're like, please yeah, yeah, stop. Excuse me. This is my segment. You do the fashion. I do the A game. Logan gets another honorable mention for just handling a very sticky situation. With I thought Grace. quite well. Yeah. Just in general. And an overall, just like always perpetual A game is Johnny. Yeah. I mean, Johnny is just like, this is a joke. Yeah. He's like a defeating frenzy for him. Mm-hmm. He's just got great game. He was meant for this. He is one of those classic cases of someone who just had to get through the Bachelorette so that he could arrive here. Absolutely. Yeah. Johnny's one of those guys, I'd be honest, when I went out, like in, in my heyday. Back, oh, you would want to go out with Johnny. Well, I would want to go out with Johnny as a wingman, but I wouldn't want to be competing with Johnny. Ooh, that's yeah. a compliment. If I was from talking you. to a girl and a guy like Johnny came up and started pulling his lines, I'd be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble. Okay. Well. That coming from you is the ultimate compliment. All right, Andy, that brings us to the Shandy Word Watch. And by the way, this will be applied to episodes two and three since yeah, the combined. show. Yeah, since it will air on Monday and Tuesday, episodes two and three. So the word that people should predict the number of times that will be uttered is. Margarita. <laughs> Pardon my grammar. So margarita. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Yeah. I think it's going to be a healthy number of times. Okay. So. Your job, Shandies, and you have a chance to win a very new and fabulous prize. This is a great prize. Yeah, we have a new prize. Okay, so you have to predict the number of times you believe the word margarita will be uttered in episodes two and three combined. So that's four hours of programming (laughs) of Monday and Tuesday night. And if you guess correctly, your name will be entered in a draw, and then one name will be drawn, and that person will win a whopping... This is this is really whopping. Yes. I mean, this is like, what is this? This is like, we don't have to do this. this <laughs> I, is, mean, I feel like our word watch has gotten out of hand. It's on, it's, it's, you're going to win $185. In Feels Premium CBD. So we've been advertising Feels for over a year now. We're big Feels fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I use it sometimes before these podcasts. It helps me sleep a lot. If you haven't gotten on the CBD train, you should consider it. But now you can possibly win $185 in CBD for free. For free. You can't win stuff for no free. well you do win it for free but that's redundant <laughs> yeah i mean if you didn't win it then it wouldn't be 
I mean, it's free inherently if you win it. <laughs> yes. So Feels is, like I said, premium CBD. It comes in the oil. It comes in mints. This prize specifically is for a 2,400 milligram bottle of Feels tincture. I mean, that's pretty nuts. It's a good prize. It's a lot of tincture. This is the biggest prize we've ever had. So we're excited. Yeah. Anyway, thank you to Feels for sponsoring this. Yeah, this is great. And yeah. Submit your guess either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. You will do so using the numeral, not writing out the word. So if you right. think it'll be uttered six times, you just use a six. And, and, you and also just, just to add, please use word watch or margarita. Don't here, just yeah. put the number mm-hmm. because then I have this, my program I use is very primitive. <laughs> I can't search for numbers. They can manage. Yeah. All right. So next, Andy, in keeping with paradise tradition who we would go for. A segment that people seem to like, so we're going to keep doing it. Who would you go for based on this cast? And we have, by the way, the handy-dandy printout, if you feel you need to review. I do not need to review. Oh. I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I would go for Brittany. Okay. No question. I don't understand why no one's paying attention to her. (laughs) You know what I realized when you were like, what's going on with Brittany? How come no one likes Brittany? Like, yes, Brittany seems normal and cool and nice, but what was interesting to me is how we didn't see really enough of Britney for it to be clear that you would like her best. It made me realize that you like women with low voices. I do. I like a low voice. You made me realize that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I respect that. Britney seems classy, understated, a little too low key maybe for this show. I don't understand. I literally do not understand why no one's going for Yeah, Britney. why she's not more of a hot commodity. It probably is for those same reasons. Maybe. Is mm. she standoffish? Maybe. Mm. I can maybe see it coming off that way, but I, I like it. I, you know, there's mystery there. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So for me, hmm, I'm torn. I've got three that I'm considering. I have two runners up. <laughs> My wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My runners up are. Why don't you just talk about the guys you wouldn't go for? <laughs> no, to be honest, like I'm not super into the selection for myself. Maybe okay. they're good TV, but my runners up are Logan and Casey just because I like to totally laugh. Totally respectable. And yeah. I think that they've both got that potential. Yeah. And, but I am sort of, it's colored though, of course, by how we saw Logan on mm-hmm. last season. Casey, I thought seemed sort of like he could roll with the punches and was sort of, yeah, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he seemed Casey's funny. Casey's reasonable choice. But who I would actually go for in terms of like substance is obviously Zaddy Michael A. Oh, okay. Not to be so predictable. I wasn't 100% sure, actually. Really? I thought maybe Justin would sneak in there, possibly Romeo. But yeah, no, nah. I, I think uh, Zaddy is the I one I didn't to get for. enough like conversation with Justin where I was like, wow, I'm what you have to say is super thought provoking, yeah, although I do agree with his take on pears. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael A., just that one thing he said about making memories, it was a real moment of substance in an episode that didn't but have a ton. Would you go for him as a life partner or would you go for him for like something a fling? Oh, life partner. Is that the wrong? Am I going about this wrong? I'm not 100% (laughs) sure that's what this is about. If it's a fling, I go for Logan. Okay, good. Good He's a little young for me, though. He is young. Yeah, that's not my thing. I'm not into that. Yeah. But if we're going, if we're going to just erase ages, it's just what we see and how they act, it would be Logan. Okay, so Logan's short term relationship, uh, Michael, long term relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. My mother, Justin, won't yeah, stop talking yeah, about Justin. Yeah. My mom wants to bang Justin like nobody's I, business. We keep hearing about how much your mom loves Justin. Yeah. Every time I go over there, she's like, oh, did you see Justin? <laughs> like, yes, mom, I saw Justin. Okay, Andy, that brings us to the end of this Paradise recap. Yeah. Was that painful or painless or somewhere in between? 
It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. You know what? I found it painless after last season. Yeah. Anything but last season. Anything. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.